ברשותכם, יהי נועם, אדוני אלוהינו עלינו, ומעשה ידינו כונן עלינו, ומעשה ידינו כוננהו שבוע טוב, ופוי הגוד ויקהד, בעזרת השם של מדינת ישראל, ולכל היהודים ברוך <laughs> Also, all of the Kedoshim who have given their lives at this time for Israel. For Fuash Lemav, Kolpitsu Israel, for Fuash Lemav, Dan Ben Esther, Nisan Ben Chana, Nishak Ben Yafai, Cheskel Ben Rachel, Nisim Ben Dina, Chana Oli Bat Ebora, Shemuel Ben Rachel, Minyamin Ben Shoshana, Elna Refana Lahem. So we are continuing in the Peleyoet, we're continuing in the uh, Uh, the list of mitzvot that uh, Peleoet is giving us, mitzvot lo uh, The last one we spoke about was about the Kohanim, that a Kohen is not allowed to visit the cemetery. A Kohen is only allowed to go to the cemetery in order to bury uh, an immediate relative and only for the burial. After the burial, he's not, uh, not allowed to go back. And we, we saw that Peleoet was strict even And he said if the burial has to be in a place that he has to go through other, he has to pass by other graves in order to go bury uh, his relative, then he shouldn't go. Uh, he shouldn't go back because he's not going to be able to come back. He's allowed to go there in order to go, uh, go bury his relative, but he has no way of coming back uh, if he's going to ha have to pass through other graves. So that's why the, the minhag is always to put the kohanim uh, by the edge of the cemetery. However, even this issue that Peleowitz is, uh, is strict about, there are opinions who are lenient also. There are opinions who say that uh, a kohen, you know, what does he have to do? What's he going to do? He has to, uh, he has to go bury his relative who passed away. If he has to walk back, he has no other choice. He has to, uh, he has to walk back. You can't be so strict on him. He has to... Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. The next mitzvah. Shelo lehonot b'amida o b'amishkal afilu legoi yimkor b'chesar o leknor mimenu b'yeter v'kanshe onshan shel midot. Wow. And so b'chesar, so b'chesar. Good morning, good morning. So this is, lehonot uh, means to oppress uh, another person. We'll continue, we'll continue. So, lehonot b'amida b'amishkal, sorry for those playing the recording, we just paused for a second and we're back. So, shelo lehonot b'amida b'amishkal, not to uh, commit fraud, not to oppress another person in business. B'amida, whenever it comes to scales, or b'amishkal, when it comes to weighing uh, something or measuring, Uh, merchandise that um, okay, tov, okay, tov. the Torah says one of the most important mitzvot, maybe one, I don't want to say, but one of the most uh, important, we can't measure which one's the most important, but one, uh, but one of the most important mitzvot is uh, at the end of Parashat Kitese, we have to have honest scales and honest measurements. And if I'm selling a pound, the pound is a full pound. If, uh, if I'm working for an hour, I'm working for, for an hour. 
Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu, you know that the Rambam has uh, his magnum opus is the Mishneh Torah, his, his most important work. The Mishneh Torah, it's the only book that covers all of the conclusions of everything of the in, everything in the entire Gemara, aside from other things that he has there. But um, anything to the point that the Rambam wanted to say, he was the only one who ever tried. That he said, I've I've covered Judaism to such a complete point that if you have a Tanakh and you have my book, you have everything you need to know at a basic level. That's what the Mishneh Torah. He's the only one. Uh, Rambam is the only one who attempted. Attempted even to uh, such a such a accomplishment. So the Rambam has one place in the entire Mishneh Torah. There's only one place that he calls somebody a tzaddik. That he says somebody uh, does anybody know? Has anyone heard this? What's the one place in the entire Mishneh Torah? We 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 tend to think tzaddik. Yosef at tzaddik. Yosef at Where where's there's one place that he calls someone a tzaddik? Yaakov Avinu. He calls him a tzaddik for what? He says, in halachot sechirut, because of how he worked with Lavan, because of how he worked with Lavan, he said, his hour was a full hour, and he worked with all of his strength. When he said that he would work as an employee, he worked with all of it, and not, I'm working for you for an hour, but in between, I'm, uh, I'm on the phone, I'm watching movies, I'm uh, <laughs> checking up on my, on my personal things. No, an hour is an hour. An hour is an hour. Even if in the middle of the day it was very hot outside, he wasn't taking breaks. Night. If at night it was freezing, he wasn't taking any breaks. He told his wife, he says, I worked for your father with all of my strength. I even paid out of my pocket. Huh? I even paid out of my pocket. Yeah, even paid out of my pocket. Yeah, if one of the animals broke its leg or broke its leg, Yaakov Avinu paid for it himself. Even if he wasn't liable for the damage, he paid for it himself. That's a tzaddik. That's a tzaddik. Rambam says Yaakov had tzaddik. Yaakov Avinu had tzaddik. He worked with all of his strength. Uh, not to lehonot, not to commit fraud, not to oppress and to cheat in business. Uh, I, uh, I'm offering you a pound, or I say I'm a pound of merchandise. You know, it's a, a bag of chips is supposed to be a pound, and suddenly <laughs> it's not even a quarter of the bag <laughs> is, is chips anymore. <laughs> you buy the chips, what happened to all my chips? I didn't uh, I thought I was buying chips. If I'm offering a pound, it's a pound. It's not less. It's not less. I'm sure that they. I, I hope there's still a pound of chips <laughs> inside that bag. But the the idea is hatot. If I say I'm giving a measurement, this is what I'm offering. This is this is what I do. I afilu uh, legoi. Even when it comes to selling to goyim, it doesn't matter. Basic honesty. Even if I realize that the the person that if even if I'm on the buying side, I'm on the buying side, and I realize that they gave me more than they were supposed to, and I say, hey, I, ha I have a deal right now. I have a deal right now. I, I, I'm buying a, a pound from him. Uh, yeah, he's giving me two pounds. He doesn't realize that it's two pounds. I have to let him know to check uh, check it again. Uh, I feel the kashe on shel midot. 
The Gemara says that the, the punishment for the sin of midot, of having improper scales, of holding on to improper scales, is, is terrible. We, uh, Peleo had said previously, said if a person has a stolen item uh, in his possession, if a person has stolen money in his possession that doesn't belong to him, if a person committed fraud or he deceived somebody or was uh, dishonest and on account of dishonesty, uh, a, per a person uh, uh, made, as long as a person still has the money or the, the stolen object, and tefilaton nishmat, Hashem does not listen to his tefilot. Means a person can pray and pray and pray. Sometimes a person can pray uh, with all of his heart. Pray with all of your heart. Uh, Hashem doesn't listen if someone has a stolen uh, uh, goods. If a person has stolen goods or a person has stolen uh, stolen money in his pocket, chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom for Jewish people to be involved uh, with fraud. Chas v'shalom. Uh, uh, says that as long as a person is well, he says alpi kabbalah. Uh, uh, a person who has a stolen item in his possession, Hashem does not listen to his tefillot. No matter how hard uh, a person prays, his tefillot are rejected. Uh, the prayer, uh, uh, prayers are blocked. Uh, and you know, this is something that in the uh, olden days, the Mashadis were famous for... Uh, for their honesty, the most well-known. This should be all of the Jewish communities. All the Jewish communities, this, this should be our, this, is, this should be what we are known for. Halavai, should be Hashem's will that it should be what we are known for. Uh, I, once, uh, I once said, there's a pasuk in Yirmiya, uh, uh, the Gemara quotes it in Masechet uh, Chulin, it says, Korah dagar velo yalar, ose osher velo mishpat. If there's a person that makes wealth, uh, with uh, through fraud, uh, through stealing. Uh, what's it like? It's like Kora Dagar Velo Yalad. It's like there's a certain bird uh, called the Kora. And uh, some say that it's a partridge. Has anybody seen a partridge before? Uh, partridge? We did Shechita for partridge uh, before. It's a very aggressive bird, uh, the, uh, the partridge. It's a very nice bird. It's very aggressive. So the partridge, what it does, it, assuming it's a partridge, but it's called a kora. The kora goes and it um, it finds a nest with eggs in it that the birds are not, the eggs are not its eggs, and it goes and it sits on the on that nest and it pretends to be the mother, so to speak, stealing the children uh, as if they're as if they're my children. Yeah, squatting rights. Right? <laughs> it goes and it squats on the. It goes and sees eggs on, a, on another nest, and it goes and squats on those eggs as if they're as if they're my eggs. Uh, that is also osher mishpat. That's the same as the. And uh, what does the pasuk say when it continues? It says bachatzi yamav yasvenu. Uh, at half of his life, the money is going to leave him. Meaning that uh, such a person, when bokerto bokerto. Uh, will uh, will suffer uh, from it at the end of his life. It's going it's going to leave him either through actually leaving him through poverty or through some other makkah, uh, some other uh, hit, uh, terrible hit that he's going to take. But that money is going to leave him. So Magin Midovna says, so what's the comparison to the Korah? What does it have to do with the uh, partridge, with the Korah going and uh, sitting on another bird's nest? So Magid Midovna said something very sweet, very nice. He said, what happens in the end to that Korah? What happens to the partridge? And it sits for a while, the babies are born, 
everyone's happy. Okay, we have some, and then the babies grow up and they see, wait, that's not our mother. <laughs> what do they do once they're able to fly? <laughs> they just leave. <laughs> they leave. So Magin Midovna says that's what happens. The, 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 the money is the same. The money wakes up and says, hey, you're not my owner. <laughs> the money goes. <laughs> A person thinks that I can hold on to it and I'll benefit from it. No, it leaves you. It leaves you by itself. It leaves you. By itself it realizes that it's not yours. <laughs> Even for a person, we said, to hold on to such scales and measurements. If I know that a scale is not measuring properly, and nowadays things are electronic, but I guess it could happen that it malfunctions. Back in the day, you put it on a balance, and you, it was a, you had a rock, or you had a weight, uh, that was a one-pound weight or a two-pound weight, and you measured something against it. Uh, so if I know that it's deficient, this, this weight, it says that it's a two-pound weight, but it's not two pounds. This pound, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit less. I have to destroy it. I have to destroy it. I cannot keep it anyway. Even to make it a urinal. Even to make it a, what, I, what am I using it for? I'm not using it. Uh, uh, I'm using it to go to the bathroom. Uh, this item, asur, it's forbidden. I have to destroy it from the world, a, uh, a measure that is not accurate. Uh, I have to destroy it completely. I have to take it apart and get rid of it uh, completely. It's forbidden to even hold on to um, an inaccurate scale, an inaccurate measurement. Oh, next prohibition. This one is uh, comes up a lot. It's uh, prohibited to um, uh, to castrate a person. Also, in uh, an animal, it's prohibited to castrate an animal. So we're gonna get to it in a second. So Pele says, even to tell a goy. Even to tell a non-Jewish to castrate an animal uh, is prohibited. So it's forbidden for a person to castrate himself, uh, uh, to do a surgery uh, in order to, to not be able to have children. It's, it's Asur. Uh, and also uh, for animals, uh, it's Asur. Now, it's a big problem nowadays because a person has a dog. Anybody who owns a dog, this is one of the first things that's on the list, one of the first things. And they say it's healthy for the dog. And this is what uh, they say prevents the dog from getting cancer uh, and prevents the dog from being aggressive. They say it's actually healthy uh, to, to neuter the dog, to, to castrate the dog. So uh, how does a person do such a thing? So the truth of the matter is if a person wants to be 100% halakhically observant, it's not a simple thing at all uh, to do so. A person has to buy the animal castrated already. If they did it themselves already, they did it, uh, they did it, uh, they did it themselves before I bought it. But really that, that's the only way. But the, if a person has to, let's say a person bought the dog already, I have the dog, and I need to. Uh, for whatever reason, the way to do it um, if necessary is I cannot just bring it to the vet I have to give it to a non-Jew and have another non-Jew take it to another non-Jew that's like the way around it uh, if necessary for a goy to tell another goy so I, I, you know, I, I temporarily you know if I have a goy that I'm, I'm friendly with uh, 
you know, you know, someone from the synagogue or uh, whatever can go there. I temporarily sell sell the animal to the goy, and I tell them take them to the vet for me, uh, and, uh, and and neuter the neuter the dog, and then I buy it back. Not buy it back really. Buy it back uh, symbolic, like uh, you know, a couple of dollars, and then I'll buy it back for you. Like uh, uh, like chametz. Uh, like chametz, almost almost so to speak. But not just to take it to the vet myself. To have a non-Jew. Uh, take it to the to what the vet for me. Hashem Hashem Yeah, it's a it's a prohibition from the Torah. It's a prohibition from the Torah even to do it an animal. This is the big problem. If a, if a Jewish person wants to become a vet, if this is what they're doing, it's prohibited. Oh, I mean, as a vet, they as a vet, I cannot do it. If they oh, bring me uh, animals oh, to do it for them, oh. I'm not allowed to do it. A vet. Um, and if a Jew wants to become a vet, it's only to heal animals in other ways. It's okay, uh, we're going to pause over there. The headmaster's here. Average weight is allowed. Huh? Average weight.